right, John, here we go. Podcast on a uh, Wednesday night schedule release. You know what's funny about it? I've noticed tonight this podcast is starting. We've already been streaming for uh, on the YouTube channel for about an hour. We did this to line up with the schedule release. The schedule started coming out last night. I turned on NFL Network. I haven't even looked at NFL Network. So we've just been doing um, our own show independent of uh, the NFL's actual content. But uh, but it's fun. We're already lathered up going through a bunch of stuff. Ready to go. I'm fired up. If you're listening to this on Thursday, hopefully our DraftKings game made it. Uh, obviously, got a lot. Leave your comments on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes for mailbag. I just got, guy, mybookie.ag. They'll be on the podcast next week, obviously, for PGA Championship. Boots on the ground, just unsolicited a text from a guy, boots on the ground. Might, may or may not be playing this weekend that just said, Bryson this week, course is perfect for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a guy that's just been playing practice rounds, just knows his shit. So if you want to, you want to dabble, even live bet, maybe he's a couple behind. Because you're right. Like last week, you get him like 2,000 or 20, 22 to 20 one. to 1. Actually, at one yeah, point, so it was 26 to 1. Bryson. Bryson this week. Uh, by the way, as we're talking, since you mentioned our DraftKings game, like you said, we, it has to fill in order to go off. Next week's going to be a big DraftKings game, too. So next week will be big for DraftKings and my bookie. If you're watching this live, the link is in the description. If you're listening to this, well, the game is already filled or not filled. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, also, mailbag, John, uh, you actually said that. We'll do that on Friday. If you're listening on the YouTube, if you're watching the YouTube, check out the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, check out the YouTube. Easy. Not difficult at all. Podcast brought to you by wineaccess.com. We'll tell you more about that. 20% off, though. Fantastic product. Yep, wineaccess.com slash ham, 20% off. And it also, we've been we've had some CPAs, some different people reach out to us. All we can say, netsuite.com slash ham. Just stop being a quicksand with QuickBooks and get with NetSuite. Do it now. All right. Uh, let's dive in, Middlecoff, and let's start with the 49ers schedule. We're going to break this up into a few different um, uh, things so we can get specific with it. The 49ers schedule and the toughest part or the best part excuse me the best part of the 49ers schedule is where we're going to start here um i'm going to throw it up uh, on the video as well so you can you can follow along with us but as you're looking at it uh what stands out to you i mean the first two games we can start there yeah i mean we did something earlier today you can find it on youtube that first two games are pretty ideal for a team coming off a tough season just a team that needs to get a couple w's you know (laughs) under their arm here but i think the stretch after those first two games, assuming Rodgers is on the team, from week three to week 10 is pretty freaking fantastic. Sunday night football Packers, Seattle. I mean, this is one of the best rivalries in the game. At Arizona, just when the Niners play the Cardinals, it's a really good game. Then they get a bye, lick their wounds a little bit early. I think ideally, if you could choose in a 17-week season by, what would you say, like week 9, 10, 11 stretch? Yep. So it's a little early, but beggars can't be choosers. You are getting a game with a team that could win 13 games off the bye. So you're getting them at home. Indy, Sunday Night Football, That that's non-division. That's probably my favorite 49er game of the year. Carson Wentz, the Colts, Love it. Sunday Night Football. That's, that's awesome. At Chicago, give me Justin Fields. Wouldn't even mind Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. If I tell you right now that Trey Lance is starting that game and Justin Fields starting that game, how sweet is that game? It's... It's an incredible game. I mean, th- th- there are not a lot of hard sells on this schedule, right? Um, in terms of like, why should I watch this game? And I'm not even talking about from a Niners 
perspective, just from an NFL perspective, it's not difficult really to sell many of these games. Um, so you're right. I think that is the best stretch in terms of opponents. Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, by Indy, Chicago, Arizona, the Rams. Bam, right there, right? Because it, it, it kind of sucks that they don't have any Rams-Seattle game back-to-back. That always is a cool little one-two combo. Yeah, but it's not ideal for them just because those games are taxing. And you know this year to have Stafford and Russ back-to-back could be difficult. I think the other part, if we want to talk about, quote-unquote, best part of the schedule, how about week 14 to week 18, the, fi- the final five games? Now, best, here's what's good. They're playing a Sunday night game, Seattle week 13. Well, ideally, you'd come home the week after that, or you'd have a bye the week after that. They don't have either. They're playing at Cincinnati, which I'll put this on a 1 to 10, 10 being good, 1 being bad. is like a 5, right? Like if you had to play a game after the Cincinnati or after the Seattle Sunday night game on the road, you'd pick Cincinnati. You don't love that game, but... Okay, it could be worse coming off of the Seattle thir- uh, Sunday night game. Atlanta, I, we've talked about this, not easy. They lost, Tem- to them, they lost to them two years ago, the Super Bowl year, remember, late yeah. in the season. They're a weird team to play late in the season because they're always destined for the top 10, but they still got sweet players. Last game at the <laughs> stick, Atlanta probably sh- almost got them, and then Navarro oh. Bowman happened. Yeah. Uh, and Atlanta was bad that year. Um, at Tennessee, Thursday night football. Okay, less That's than ideal. T- it's, it's hard to sell this, but you finish Houston and at the Rams. I, I think the end of this schedule, the way we look at it, will be determined by what they've done in the first 13 weeks against their division. If they've built up a lead, if they're in first place against the division, this finish isn't terrible. If they have to catch up against the division and you're not playing any games head-to-heads except for the Rams week 18, not as good. I forget who they played last year on Thursday night. I think it actually was the Packers. Because remember, some of those guys were on the Corona list, and it was like, turns out they didn't get Corona, but it was a short week, and yep, they got screwed. It was the Packers. But that was at home. And the previous year, it was Arizona. So the last two years, they've been pretty lucky, right? They had a home game last year, and the Super Bowl year, Arizona, it just isn't that far, right? To me, if you're picking, if you were them and you said, hey, on your schedule, who would you want to play your Thursday night game? They'd be like, you know, L.A., but we'll take any of the three divisional games, like if we have to, right? It's just logistically, it's not that – if we're going to be on the road. I've been to Tennessee uh, one time in Nashville. It's far, guy. I mean, that is – Get pretty cold in December? Trip. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it's going to snow, but it's definitely – that's – like you're not going to give them Atlanta or New York or something on Thursday night. That, that feels about as far as you can go on a Thursday night game. That's a – that's a borderline insane Thursday night game. Now, I get uh, the schedule guy would be like, what are you, am I supposed to be fucking perfect on every schedule? Like, yeah, I hear you. I'm not, I'm not trying to act like this is an easy thing to put together. I think Peter King has done deep dives before. It's hard. I, I get it. A lot of moving parts. That seems pretty crazy. Like, if I'm the Niners right now, I'm, I like everything. I, I just go, that's pretty nuts. I can live with my bye being pretty early. Thursday night game, one thing I've been thinking a lot about just going into these schedule releases the number one thing you look for more than your buy, where's my Thursday night game? Because if my Thursday night game is the first half of the year, I'm still a little fresh. Ideally, guy, you want your Thursday night game week four, week five, week six. Just get it out of the way. If yeah. you're able to win, you basically get two buys. Yeah, and you don't the, love, you know, you are kind of playing catch up. Well, we can get to the difficult parts of the schedule. We want to talk but about But I'm just saying that Thursday night game, yeah. so it, if you win it, it's great because it, it serves as like another little half buy. 
But week 16? That far? That's pretty nuts. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a far travel. Yeah. Like when I think Thursday night games, I think like New York, Philly, uh, Buffalo, New England, Niners, Arizona. Like I, I don't think Niners, Tennessee. And I bet the schedule guy is like, I just ran out of spots, guys. <laughs> Good news. Like, Tennessee's I, coming off a road game at, at the Steelers. If you want to find some, uh, some positivity in that. I wish but, they were coming me, from the West Coast. but I agree, but I'd say this. it's If you have the home Thursday night game, it's like that's a huge disadvantage in itself. I get you're coming off a road game, but still. Road game against the up. Steelers. But yeah, I'm with you. I hear you. But I, Pittsburgh and Nashville, is not, that's not that far. Just I'm just talking about the, physica- the potential physicality of the game. Agree. Uh, and the importance of what that game could be really important in the AFC they, playoff race. Here's where the Niners... Lucky would be strong, but when you just draw these divisions, you get the Lions, you get the Jacksonville Jags, you get Houston. Like, you get three teams that I think, the teams I just listed, they're going to be competing for the number one overall pick, right? When I say the number one overall pick, I think most people be like, Houston's going to suck, right? Yeah, yeah. I, no, and I think that's probably the best, ultimately the actual, like the best part of this schedule is the part that we already knew. Which is that you've got games on here that if you're if you've got your act together, right? If you just have your act together, there are what four wins you should be able to put in the win column right now: Houston, Jacksonville, Philly, and Detroit. And really, in Cincinnati, I didn't. In Cincinnati, five. Yeah, you have a stretch here. This would be the pushback if I'm the schedule guy, and you go, "Okay, you two, you're bitching about the Thursday night game." I gave you Cincinnati. After Seattle, Sunday night game, I give you Cincinnati, Atlanta, and then, yeah, I give you a Thursday night game, but then I give you Houston. So that's a stretch. If you're able to pull that Thursday night game off, it's not crazy to think you get bank four wins right there and just kind of go all in the last week against the Rams, maybe yeah. for the division. Who yeah. knows? But that's a – you can't be like, okay, you're complaining about the Thursday night game. I just gave you Cincinnati and Atlanta back-to-back weeks. You're, everyone's blowing Kyle and Trey Lance and the Niners. Like, you should win those two games. I'm like, yeah, you're right. The week you mentioned it, the week eighteen is potentially really good too. Now, a lot of times these last week of the season games can mean you know people are getting rested, whatever. But even though we don't get what we like, which is what the NFC East has, they're all playing each other down the stretch. You do get that game week eighteen. That's potentially a great game. Would um, two two years ago they you know Niner Seattle was flexed into the Sunday night for all the marbles so. Yeah, to me, if that game is for the NFC West or for, it's hard to say if it's for a playoff position. It 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 would depend what all the other games are for, right? If one game's for a division, but that to me already has like flex potential, right? If there's a lot on the line for those two teams. Uh, yeah, I don't even think they do a fake Sunday night schedule game right now. They 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 they, they don't. Yeah, no, that's that's potentially really cool. Is the national championship game the next day, or is that the following week? Probably is, yeah. Are they adding teams this year or is that uh, next year? They're supposed to meet uh, next month. No, it probably wouldn't be this year. But after this year, the Bulls uh, reset in terms of the CFP kind of rotation, like the Rose Bowl, the Sugar, like who gets what where. So they make a new schedule for those starting for next year. So they could expand it. They could expand it. All right, so that's, that's part of the... Some of the best parts, the best parts of the uh, 49ers schedule. Uh, okay, before we go any further, John, let's tell the people about wineaccess.com slash ham. 
20% off. You get 20% off at wineaccess.com slash ham. Right now, your first order, some of the best wine in the world is available to you. Your are Wine access. Wineaccess.com slash ham. 20% off. Send a gift. Here's the key to life. It's so easy <laughs> to send a gift when people know it's coming. Hanukkah, Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries. You know, when someone, Mother's Day. Yeah, Father's Day. You name it. How about do something when people least expect it? You know what? Be like, I haven't seen my buddy in a long time, Corona. I'm going to send them something. And I'm going to send them something good. And I'm going to send them wineaccess.com slash ham. 20% off. Multiple bottles. They're going to love it. They're going to then text me and go, thank you. And you'd be like, you know, I was just thinking of you, Billy. I was just thinking of you, Jennifer. I was just thinking of you, Dad. And then they'll drink those bottles and they'll think of you. You can also do it for yourself. Only And here's you go, well, I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about wine or wine, wine on the internet. Is that... Only one out of 18 bottles make it onto WineAccess.com. The wine experts have to unanimously agree to put a bottle on WineAccess.com before it makes it onto WineAccess.com slash ham. If, out of some crazy circumstance, you don't love the bottle you got, satisfaction guarantee. They're so confident they'll they'll give you something else, but not going to happen. Uh, you can send as a gift. I think it's like six bottles. With the 20% off, you get free shipping. Basically, like 100 bucks, you could send somebody six bottles of wine, which is pretty awesome. That's what you and I have done multiple times. If you know a lot about wine, you'll find great stuff. If you don't know a lot about wine, you're like me, you get a lot of help. You get every bottle of wine comes with full descriptions, tells you what it's good with, okay? Tells you about the tannins, one of my favorite words that I don't know what it means. Oak intensity, fruit intensity. This one's good with red meat, soft cheese, fish, white meat, and vegetables. All my favorite foods. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just a perfect bottle of wine right yeah, there. there. Wineaccess.com slash ham, 20% off. Go do it. Support the show. Yeah, you support us when you use it, and you get to get drunk or send people to help them get drunk or just have a great dinner. We appreciate that. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night, I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. With Butcherbox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. Butcherbox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham. And you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but 
I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Okay, John, now let's talk about the toughest part. The toughest part of the 49ers schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it, you mentioned the Tennessee game. The stretch it, last year was way harder than anything they have this year. Remember that? It was like Seattle, LA, Green Bay. It, it, they, they don't have anything like that because they have easy games or just the winnable opponents. games thrown in between a lot of opponents. I, you agree? The, like, remember last year there was that brutal, like, five-game stretch, and and then obviously once Jimmy got hurt, it was a disaster. But they don't – I don't see a stretch where they have four straight games against four straight playoff teams. Um. Well, okay, so let's talk about the timing. The You mentioned earlier this, the Tennessee Thursday night game, Week 16. That comes three weeks after your Sunday night Seattle game. I mean, if if Sunday nights or Thursday nights make you need to play catch-up a little bit, Maybe that's less than ideal, but you know, I for me, I go back to this um, to this middle part. Is Aaron Rodgers on the Packers? Because if he is, they're really good. Week three's tough. Seattle's yeah. then tough. Week four at Arizona, we know is difficult for them. Bye week. Indy, we Carson Wentz beat them with a worse team last year. Right now, the Niners were. I mean, that was, that was a Mullins game, right? Um, Eagles, Niners. But yeah. but the Colts are good at Chicago. Yeah, October 31, I mean, it could be colder, but it could be warmer. October 31st against the Bears, Cardinals again, Rams again. So that, to me, in some ways, I think you referenced week three to week 10 as being the best stretch, like in terms of entertainment. That's pretty tough, though, too. Well, then you could say, like, their toughest three-game stretch if if Rodgers stays, I mean, Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, three straight games. I mean, Green Bay was, up until Brady beat him, I think most people were picking them to win the Super Bowl last year. So if he stays, the Green Bay is loaded. They're much better than the team the Niners kicked their ass two years ago. Seattle, I mean, every time they play, they could play in Antarctica or Alaska or China, and that game's hard, right? So that Green Bay, Seattle, back-to-back, that, that's just, you just look at all the teams the Niners play, all 17 games, that's as tough of a back-to-back games they have all season. Assuming Rodgers stays, right? Rodgers, Seattle. Seattle won the division last year. So that's just boom, boom. And then Arizona, we just know they play the Niners really well. Even the Super Bowl year when they swept them, both those two games were tight, right? Tight. That's, a, that's just a tough three-game stretch. Looking back, it's why you win those first two games. If somehow you're able to go two and one in those, you're all of a sudden four and one, you've banked some pretty good wins, Right. You've either beat Arizona, Seattle, or Green Bay. Two of those three games, you're in pretty good shape going into the bye. And also, I think there's a little stretch here where week 10 to 13, where the Rams Monday Night Football, that's a big boy game. I mean, that's that's probably one of the better, if we just look at the Monday Night schedule, one of the better games on the, the dot. And Niners-Rams has been good since Shanahan's first year when the Niners were bad. Then you go short week to Urban and, and Trevor. Now, that's the Niners, I would imagine, if we just... They're a seven-point favorite in that game. But still, that's a long travel. That's a 10 a.m. kickoff. Then you come back Minnesota, who I believe is going to be a competitive playoff-level team this year. 
and then Seattle. Like, that's just the Rams, just long travel Jacksonville, mini Seattle. Like, that's that's not – you're not sleepwalking there. No, you're right. right. There, there are not huge stretches. Like, do you agree Minnesota? I bet most Niner fans look at the schedule, just win. That game's probably a little harder than I think people are just assuming. Last year's stretch, as it turned out, Miami was good. Last year's stretch was week five. Miami, Chargers, Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, Saints. That was their stretch that you were talking about earlier. And they came out of that, they hit the bye, and then they played the Rams and the Bills. Got ugly. So they don't have that here. You're right. The the tough stretches are like mini stretches. Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, Indy, Chicago, Arizona, the Rams, Minnesota, Seattle, right? The fact that Tennessee's on a Thursday night, week eight, week 16. Are you viewing Minnesota as a playoff team? Yes. Like, like I haven't done those, the, uh, let's see, where do they fit in? Are they, did they, how many wins? But I just view them as a playoff team. Like an eight to 10 win type team, right? What? Give me a reason not to. I know. I'm with you. Why wouldn't it's I? nice to see so, it. The, the one thing has got to be nice. You just kind of look down every time you look at the schedule if you're Kyle and you just see like a Jacksonville, a Cincy, a Houston. Like it just makes you breathe a little deeper. I didn't feel like that was really last year. No. No, after the giant oh, after the New York stretch, remember it was remember we talked about those two New York games like you the way we'll kind of talk about Detroit Philly. You have to win against the Jets and the Giants last year. And that's why the Arizona game kind of hurt. Cuz it's like well, all right, you're going to have to win at Arizona at the end of the year, which they did. Ultimately, they did. But we knew it was going into that stretch. You know, and at the time, we probably thought we didn't we don't include Philly in that whole discussion. Last year's Philadelphia game with Miami, LA, like all those other teams I mentioned a second ago, but they beat them. So Philly beat the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Fulgham down the sideline. Mullins threw two of the worst picks we've ever seen. I, listen, it sounds crazy, and, and most you know level-headed people will say you can't say this. I feel pretty confident saying this. Like you have to win. And we talked about this earlier today. If you want to check out the YouTube channel, uh, we put a video up. Like you got it. You just have Detroit. You ha- that's a must-win game. Like the Niners cannot. Like you got to win that game. Like you just new coach Jared Goff. Like that's a game that you just win as the Niners. Now, like we said, week one games. I this you. I think you mentioned this. It's true. They're the already just as of right now, and obviously injuries with quarterbacks and trading people, it shit changes, but they have the biggest point spread in week one. Like, is, and is I don't seven care. and a half right now? Yeah. Like, if you win that game 20 to 14, like, I, I don't need style points week one. Just win the game. But you got to win that game. You can't lose to the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, and, and Dan Campbell. Like, that would be, you talk about overreaction Sunday night, Monday, that would be like, whoa. At least when you lost to the Cardinals this year, week one, I I think we all respected the Cardinals' talent and Kyler, and it was just already clear, like, that was going to, we even said going in, it's going to be hard. And then Jimmy played shitty. Like, Jimmy should be able to play shitty, and you beat Detroit. You you just cannot lose the Lions. Well, I think... Because more than likely, they could be an 11-12 win team, and like they could drop some random game to like the Jags, Atlanta, because we like we've always talked about you can be you can be drafting in the top five and be a four win team. Most of your four wins like just don't always come against other shitty teams. You you might have like a win against a 10, 12 win team, right? The Jets f- pick second this year. They beat the Rams, right? So like 
it wouldn't shock me if one of these bad teams beat the Niners, but that can happen as long as you you start wiping out the good teams and you beat most of the shitty teams, right? Uh, 2019 for the Niners is a great example of what you're talking about, right? They were the one seed in the NFC because they were 8-0 to start the season. Like, they that's banked what, a bunch of early wins. Right, and remember the discussion. Like, Nashville's like, ah, they haven't beaten anybody. It's like, they're 8-0, so whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. They were 8-0. And they were winning the games they should be winning. And what'd they do? They went five and three, they went thirteen and three, and they got the one seed. Exactly. Then they started playing Seattle, and it was like and they were in the Rams and their division. It was like, okay. They they swept Arizona that year too. But um yeah. So this year we don't look at the schedule and go eight no, but you go two, let's start two you start two and oh. Yeah. You start, start two and oh. Can't and, be losing to Sirianni. You can't be losing to Sirianni, you can't be losing to Dan Campbell. You but again, I and I said this earlier. Week one, would you want to start at home? Sure. I don't think it's better than what they got week one. And I, I hate saying it, but I'll say it again. They, Goff is – they've had a ton of success against him. They like to play Jared Goff. D'Amico Ryans can go back to the file folder and just pull out the game plans, all of them, from the Rams games. It wor- They work. It works against him. Well, so. he was on the staff in the meetings. Like, he knows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, now he's in Salah's old office. Hopefully yeah. Salah left some files behind. Yeah, I don't, you usually you cut off their password. At least that's what they do to Eagles employees when they fire you. Like, I can't sign into my iPad. Yep, like, yeah, send it back. You. Oh, we forgot to tell you. <laughs> you can't sign into your iPad. Interesting. Sorry. So, you know. Uh, you guys don't know what I watched on this on the uh, browser. <laughs> I wouldn't touch that. Five. Their primetime games are sweet. Five primetime games, John. Five primetime games. Um, here, here they are. NBC Packers week three, NBC Sunday night football Colts week seven, Monday night football Rams week 10, Sunday night football, Seattle week 13. That's three Sunday night games plus the Tennessee Thursday night game. Five, five primetime games, four true primetime games. Thursdays, you know, we could... And I think Sunday nights are, are, you know, Monday nights are powerful. Sunday nights are really powerful. You're talking about five playoff teams, right? I mean, the Packers were the one seed. The Colts lost in the first round to the Ravens, but they were an 11-win team. And their quarterback position, I mean, I guess Rivers was hard to tell, but it could be better. It could be, you know, a push. But at worst, like, they're going to be 11-12 wins. The Rams, one thing that just helps this division is that the Rams are good. McVay's a star. Like they're a powerhouse franchise. Like it's just they really matter to the league right now. And in a weird way, you always say this about the Chargers. I think it's true about the Rams too. They're a way bigger national story than they are locally. Yeah. And, and I bet locally they've gained a lot of steam these last couple of years. Like they. But I would say now the, McVay, the Herbert for sure feels that way, right? I don't. Yeah, people in for, LA are like, ah, eh, yeah, I don't know. Nationally, he's huge. So the, the Sunday night, the two Sunday, I guess three Sunday night games. Green Bay, Indy, Seattle, like those are fucking sweet. And then the Monday night game against the Rams, like that's that's pretty badass. And the Thursday night game, like I'm complaining about the the distance, but Tennessee guy, back to back years in the playoffs, like they they've pretty well established as you know they'd be like John, you're blowing Indy. We won the division last year, right? Right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean we uh, well, and I think just from a pure entertainment standpoint, if you said okay, look, let's look at this from this from the perspective of just the nfl product tennessee niners is in a good way a weird game 
Yeah. Like, it's a great, weird... Wait, the Niners are playing the Titans? You just... The same way I love watching... The same reason they Photoshop guys in new uniforms immediately, because it's fun to see what something different looks like. That's the Niners and the Titans on the field together. Like, you just don't get that a lot. That's... When was the last time they played? Feels like a long time ago. When I think the Titans, I feel like they play the Raiders every year for like a decade, but I do not, when I close my eyes, can envision Niners-Titans. You're right. That That is kind of a random game. In a good but way. But to me, the Niners now have played the Packers every year since Kyle's been here, and when they're both good, that is just, it's a, it's a powerhouse brand game, right? I mean, that is just kind of like Yankees-Cardinals, or I guess that would be... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yankees, yep. fucking whatever. And I <laughs> Cubs, uh, uh, Red yeah, Sox. Like you need the same. They're they're in the same conference, so like the same. It'd be like Yankees, Astros. I mean, it's just a massive game. And I I think the Rams and Seattle. Like you just, if they're all good to me, those three games are locks. Like the Ra- the Niners playing the Rams, the Niners playing Seattle. Like those guy, those games are getting slotted into primetime games. That's where we're at with all three franchises, right? The Niners versus both of them. You're putting them on. Because ultimately, the Niners, if they are good, are the biggest draw of the three, ratings-wise. And you just can't lose with the other ones. And the great part about the NFC West, I remember last year watching Cardinals. It was the DK game when he when he hawked Buda Baker. I think the, the NFC West really pops on night, t- on like yeah. night television in prime time. I all agree. four teams. And this is, this is where it's nice having the, the Cardinals kind of good, too. If you would have told me that it wasn't the Rams or Seattle, but it was the Cardinals got one, like Monday Night Football, Niners cards, I wouldn't complain. Like, I I like I like know they didn't get one, but I would rather have Seattle. But I'm just saying you could, you could flip-flop it, and I, I could live with it. Uh, 2017, the last time they played, John Ryan, Suckup, and Robbie Gold, the Niners and Titans, exchanged eight combined field goals. In a Niners 25-23 victory, Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 381 yards, 43 attempts. Uh, it was a Delaney. It was the big Delaney Walker returns to San Francisco game. Everyone remembers that. Um, yeah, DeMarco Murray, Carlos Hyde. Not really a great game, but, you know, Jimmy got paid. So DeForest Buckner had uh, nine tackles. There you go. That's the last time they played. This is a different. These are not Mike Malarkey's Titans. I don't remember that. You're saying DeMarco Murray was on the Titans? DeMarco Murray. I don't even remember that. Uh, yeah. Errors, uh, is he still on the staff? I don't know. But he's anyway. on. He's on. He's the Oklahoma running back coach. Oklahoma. That's right. He went to Oklahoma. Thank you. He was on Arizona staff for a second with Kevin Sumlin. Uh, but yeah, it's a great game. And and again, well, I guess, yeah, I guess you don't do Sunday nights on week 18, right? We don't have a Sunday night week 18 game. We just don't know it yet. So it, it is conceivable that one team have flexed one? up there. Yeah, if if it works out that way, if it works one team out. gets it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, last year they didn't really have one, and they that was the Eagle game when they put Sudfeld and everyone freaked. Remember? Yeah, they yeah, put yeah, Sudfeld yeah. in the Good game, call. and people lost their mind. And there's really nothing once you can start flexing games week eleven. There's probably not a game for them to get flexed into, right on Sunday night. Yeah. What's, is the max primetime game, did it change? Or is it, is it five or is it six? It's five, but I, I did do think... Did it change week, with week 18? Week 18 gets thrown out the window. Like, you can you have to flex someone, right? Yeah. If the game's worthy of it. I don't think they care. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're missing anything in terms of... Prime, like, is there anything else that would have been a better primetime game than the games we got? 
to me, my favorite game on this schedule is is Colts Niners Sunday Night Football Week Seven. Um, you know, if you told if you said right now, if you told them right, here's a question for you on primetime games. If you told the NFL right now, Trey Lance and Justin Fields will both be starting by Week 18, would they have put that game on Halloween and Thursday in uh, in Sunday Night Football or whatever primetime somehow some way? Like, would Fields Lance be better than any of these other games they got in primetime? But I here's I think we undersell what like Fox in the afternoon with Buck and Aikman like that they value that. So it's like if you tell me that it would not be inconceivable that Aikman and Buck are on that call. If would the they? Move, it's a 10 a.m. game right now. Yeah, I mean, Could move it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know all the rules, but listen, I Seattle 49ers has just been going longer, right? This just this decade since Pete Carroll's been there. But I am more excited to watch Stafford Niners because I, I do know what Russell and Seattle like. That game's going to be awesome. They, they're both, you know, the two Seattle games are just heavyweight fights. But like, are the Rams just dramatically better with Stafford? <laughs> you know, yes. Like that is, I'm fired up for that. Just those two games. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I was cool with it just because it was Kyle. You know, but once the game started, like I, I think it has a little more juice now with a better quarterback. Well, it's what makes it scary is it's like, oh, McVeigh hasn't even been playing with a, with like his best yet. Well, I think Kyle would say neither have I. Yeah, he would say that, and that's where well, Trey Lance comes in. He'd be like, "Well, you guys both traded two net ones. Let's see whose guy's better." Mm-hmm. That'll be part of the story. Should you have made that deal? You know, that's the other question here, which we'll get to. Is like. We're going to look back on the schedule and go, oh, that's when Trey Lance debuted as the Niners quarterback? Or is it week 18, season's been decided, playoff spots are wrapped up, let's give him his Mahomes game? Yeah, I mean, I I would say of all the Niners talking points, that's just complete the greatest hypothetical that you're just talking out of your head. You have no clue. Oh, we were going to talk about that next. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. Oh, okay. It's just... (laughs) Just making sure we're on the same page there. I'm not opposed to hypotheticals, as uh, Jim Harbaugh once said. Hypotheticals? That's what he said. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then he just mumbled. I don't know. Uh, 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 hypotheticals? Before we go on, let's tell the people about NetSuite.com slash ham. NetSuite.com slash ham. If you're still running your business on QuickBooks, QuickBooks? More like quicksand. <laughs> the bigger your company grows, the faster you sync with outdated software that just can't keep up. You don't have time to spend dealing with manual processes, multiple systems, delays, scrambling to get the numbers you need. It's time to get on solid ground, John. Yep. Guy, NetSuite helps you automate your key business processes. Like I says, close your books in fraction of the time. Think days, not weeks. In fact, 93% of surveyed organizations increase visibility and control over their business since making the switch from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to graduate. That's key. Graduate. Get to the next level. Head to NetSuite. That's N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash ham. Special financing for you graduates at NetSuite dot com slash ham. NetSuite dot com slash ham. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. 
And I sent him the Lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time to top it off the performance package throws in two free gifts boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping manscaped.com code ham when things get hairy make sure to call on manscaped in clutch time today's episode is sponsored by nerd Wallet's smart money podcast NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app, Future You Will Thank You. Is there a Trey Lance landing spot that makes sense in the Niners' schedule? And I think, you know what most people would say? Yeah, week one. Week one. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed. Can you look at a schedule that way? Uh, That's part of the question here. I've never talked to a head coach about this. I would be fascinated. Brian Flores, for those that knew him, like had they thought all along. Uh, I think in recent memory, if I just think about the rookie quarterbacks, several of them ended up starting just immediately. And I think there are a couple guys that jump out. Jared Goff, remember, was like halfway through the season. He kind of came in. Uh, Jameis, day one. Wentz, day one. Uh Herbert. Baker Mayfield, ba- Baker Herbert, week two, but it was kind of by accident. Remember, Baker Mayfield was several games in. I think Tyrod Taylor was on the Browns. Remember, he got hurt at a halftime of like a Thursday night game, and they brought him in. Josh Allen, I think he kind of they took a couple games to get in. Lamar, if I remember correctly, on Lamar, he came in midseason. Uh, I do think it matters how you're playing, who your guy is. I think Jimmy's the ultimate wild card. Like, Jimmy could be good. Jimmy could be really shitty. Like, Jimmy just could be bad in Detroit and Philly, right? That's another wild card. Like, what if Jimmy's just not good? Like, if they just go in with the plan, like, listen, we're going to slow play it. We don't want to rush him. And then Jimmy just plays poorly. Because they are a loss away in one of those first two games from the conversation getting very, very loud. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, no it, one wants to watch Jimmy. It's not, it's not just a loss. It's, it's what does he look like? Remember last year? It was pretty clear pretty early against the Cardinals. He didn't look right. Just done right there. That's that's all it takes. Win or lose. Miami last year I thought was easy to peg because Fitz clearly you know is not long term guy. Long term, yeah, even yeah. like not that Jimmy necessarily is right now, but even Jimmy has. You there are just more ways it could go with him than with Fitzpatrick in terms of trade value. In terms of could he come back another year? Like there's just more options there. Um. They had clearly a bye week seven. And I remember talking about it like several weeks before week seven. That's the spot for Tua. And that's what they did. They brought Tua in after their bye week seven. But the other part of that was they had lost their first two games. 
They beat Jacksonville. They lose to Seattle. Remember, that conversation started around then. They were one and three. And the other element with Tua was Tua was not physically 100% necessarily, right, when the season started. He was coming off hip surgery. And so it might have been that fully healthy Tua, maybe they would have started him week one if they could have. I don't know. That situation was different. But again, they their expectations were different. Like the fact that they turned into a 10 and 16 was not the way we were looking at them week six when we were talking about what are they going to do with Tua. And they were three and three. Like if the Niners are three and three, you just told me right now the Niners are three and three. Are we talking I don't, about? I, I I don't love Indy though to make your you know first ever NFL. Start. No, no, it's fine. I'm not saying that's where he would start. I'm just saying if the Niners are three and three, then I think I guess a, Indy would be their sixth game. But I hear what you're saying. Indy you're would just be, using a yeah. Record. I'm just I, saying I, 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 yeah, if they're three and three, which is what Miami was, are we talking about the possibility of Trey Lance? I think we are. I think at three and three, we're talking. About, now it's not. It may not be. They got to go to him because maybe they're three and three, and Jimmy's look good, and some other weird stuff has happened. But if you're three and three, then there's a chance we're talking about Trey Lance at that point in time. If you're four and two, probably not. If you're five and one, probably not. If you're two and four, hell yeah. Yeah, I. It definitely depends on Jimmy. And listen, and depends on Trey. This year, like you get a year, you only get four years on his rookie contract. That fifth year, that fifth year option is very, very expensive. So the moment that you pick that up and ever get there, if you haven't extended him yet, like you have four years in the window to play him. So the moment he sits out year one, like the Chiefs did not, the Chiefs paid Mahomes after two seasons on the field. It was his third year, but two seasons on the field. That's where I do think if like they end up paying Josh Allen this season, and I, I always hate doing the conversation. We're already talking about paying the guy. But the most valuable part about having the rookie quarterback is his contract for three or four years. And the faster you play, the better it is for that guy to improve, the better it is to take advantage of it, the better it is if he doesn't really play all season, then we when, we, when this happens a year from now, we're like guessing win-loss. I don't even know how good the guy is yet, right? It is an unknown. So it's like, I'd say minimum, I'd like to get him five or six games this year. I, I need to get Trey Lance starts. Ideally, I am not doing the Mahomes thing. I want to see Trey Lance play, improve. You have some easy landing spots. Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Atlanta. Obviously, it depends on your record. and There, there are a lot of different variables here, but I do not think it would be a positive. While it might be in the immediate that the team would be good, but big picture, you fucking roll the dice and put all your chips in the middle table for this kid. So if he doesn't play a season and you go, even if your season goes 12 and five and you win a playoff game, and you get knocked out in the second round. It's awesome. But like Jimmy's done. Like the, Jim, Jim, this is Jimmy's last season, whether he makes it through week five or whether he plays the entire season to the playoffs. Jimmy will not be on the team next year. I, I don't give a shit what Jed said. Zero chance. And he shouldn't be. That, that would be moronic, idiotic. So it's like, which I understand, and I wouldn't blame them. You're just trying to win games. But I'm just saying, big picture, it would then be pretty risky next season, right? Like you just, there would be unknown. He hadn't played. So you, you're going to have some growing pains. Like I, he's a second-year player, but if he has no real reps beside maybe some blowout games, it is a, it's a fluid situation. It's impossible when I said like hypotheticals. You really don't know. Right, you, you kind of know it when you see it. Kyle said that, right? You and I talked about that. He even like guys will know it when we see it. I agree. And what he but, was saying was we'll know it, we'll know when it's time for him to compete with Jimmy. Not even when we a, know it's time for him to take the job. 
But the problem is, okay, let's say they know that by like week one. Like, okay, but Jimmy's then solid and just keeps on playing. They keep winning and competing and things are going well. You're not just, I don't think if they're competitive and when I say competitive, like on their standard where they're like competing to get back to the one seed or competing for the division all season long and they're eight and two or, you know, seven and four, just have winning records. Do you think they would just, if and Jimmy's doing fine, just bench Jimmy Garoppolo? Like I have a hard time seeing that. On like a week, you know, like on like a Monday. Yeah, like I mean, going again, into the week, I don't, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if they think Trey would be ready to give them something Jimmy doesn't give them. So if they're like nine and three and things are just going well and Jimmy's just looking like 2019, not like super special, but definitely not bad. You could envision them just benching Jimmy Garoppolo. No, like I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying I envision it. I'm just saying. I think there's a way to do it if Trey Lance, if you think he's ready to play. Like, that's what it's about. I'm not saying you envisioned it. I'm just saying, could you foresee I think you could like, justify That would be pretty shocking, way. I think. Yeah, I think you could justify. Now, again, are you 9-3 and three and, like, you look like you could win the Super Bowl? Because if that's the case, then you don't do it. But that, that's but what if I'm you, saying. That's, but, but if that's the problem. Yeah, but if you're 9-3 and three and you're like, this is, remember the Packers a few years ago, but they had Rodgers. That's a bad example. It was like that team can't win the Super Bowl. Nine and three makes it really nine and three. You probably can't do it. But what about seven and five, which is still pretty good. Seven and five is easier for sure. You know, but I, I, but I think part of the evaluation higher. is like, OK, you went to a Super Bowl a few years ago with a better team around your quarterback who didn't have to carry you. Do you look at it? And this is kind of why the Niners stuck with Kaepernick over Alex. Right. It was like, well, we know what Alex can give us, but we think the high end of Colin is ultimately what can get us to the Super Bowl. Now, again, that team was really, really good in a lot of other areas, too. But this team has the potential to be really good in a lot of areas. So it's, to me, it's as simple as like, OK, nine and three. But are we at our are we at our ceiling? Like, are we capped here? Are we going to need to be better in order to actually finish this off? That's where I would say just thinking about just because it is a complicated scenario and just situation. I think you throw him into games throughout the season, even I, uh, if yeah, Jimmy's rolling. Them to. And, and there are going to be times where. He gets a series, like just run with the offense, right? He gets treated just uniquely. <laughs> it's not like, well, this is stupid. No, you, you you treat him like you get to do whatever you want because the price you paid for him established that Jimmy doesn't get to say a peep. There's I mean, no just, good way to do it. It's hard. No, unless that, you, that's why unless that's your guy's the whole, ready. The situation is complicated. The only way it's good is if your guy's just ready to be better. If Trey Lance is ready to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo or as good and can do some things ceiling-wise that Jimmy can't do and – I guess, the, but I think like Miami in hindsight, I kind of thought the situation was was poorly. I, I I didn't think it was great last year, but in hindsight, it's really hard to do it. And they still managed to win ten games. So what? Like really, when you look back, right? This is your point. Do you look back and go, Miami missed their shot to make the playoffs and do what? And do what? Um. In hindsight, they had part of it too was they had to see Tua because. Making the, trade this guy? Big, making the playoffs is a big deal for a franchise. It like is, that. but the other factor, right, was the the thing that made it so weird. They had the third, they had the Texans pick, which was clearly going to be in range to get a quarter. They had to see Tua yeah, last you're right, year. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Like Kansas City wanted to see Mahomes. They didn't have to see him in the way that Miami had to see Tua last year. Yeah. But in the end, like, was whatever. Let's is, use is, let's use that. Is Tua in traumatized can- from that experience last year? In the Kansas Probably City not. scenario where you're winning the division, you're 11-12 win team, your quarterback's having a fantastic year. Like, look, Mahomes wasn't coming in in those games. He was just sitting on right. the sideline yep. learning. 
in that scenario, let's say the Niners, like the Chiefs, are just on a way to win 11 or 12 games, and they're going to win the division. I still think, unlike Mahomes, where he just sat and learned, I think you got to throw Trey into some of these moments. I what think, do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think you got to have him in the game plan. Yeah. I, I, it, just like, you know, Kaepernick had some of that stuff. That's the beauty is that he can do things the other guy can't do. I think Lamar did too. They're not redundant. Him and Jimmy are not redundant. But it's like you don't want Trey Lance just out there running around. Like you want him to throw the football, right? You want him to do some of that stuff. I, That's what I'm saying. He gets serious. Yeah. I, I think given a few things, his experience, I know he hasn't played a lot of football. I know he hasn't played FBS football, but he has like the thing that Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks need. He has some experience just in being in control of an offense and doing some of the stuff Kyle requires. He goes under center. He runs play actions like he's done some of it. Like going under center is a big deal for college quarterbacks. It's a huge. Remember Goff? Goff had never done it when he got to the NFL. And what wasn't the first camp like he was fumbling snaps and it was bad. I think I think Kyle said when he coached the senior bowl and they got all the quarterbacks, he said, raise your hand if you've ever been under center and no one raised their hand. So I think the combination of that, I think the combination of Garoppolo's injury history, not that I'm predicting an injury, but the combination of the fact that Garoppolo didn't look good. I know it's just one week, but didn't look great against Arizona. I I would not be surprised to see Trey Lance as the starter earlier rather than later this year, given those three factors. Yeah. Now we won't but like I, I would imagine like Detroit, Jimmy's, you know, as close to a lock of being a starter as anyone who's not like a quote unquote franchise quarterback. But I will be stunned if Trey Lance ain't getting snaps week one. That might be two. It might be five. Could be three. Mm-hmm. I will be shocked. As we sit here today, May 12th, I know nothing whether he can even complete some of their routes. I bet he plays some snaps yeah, in that game. I think it's a good prediction. And I think last year, maybe we can read something into the way it played out at the end of the year. Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance are not Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. And the Niners were five and nine when C.J. Beathard took over for Nick Mullins, right? But we just saw Kyle, when Kyle thinks he should be getting more out of his quarterbacks, he makes changes even if we think it's not. It's, it's uh, moving around deck chairs on the Titanic. One thing I will say, though, even Mullins and CJ is like they were way more comfortable with everything going on in an NFL game, just the speed of it all, than Trey yeah. would be like his first start. Now, it doesn't mean they are not any good, but it just you can be overwhelmed as a rookie, even if you're really talented. I bet if we went back and like looked at Michael Vick's first start, like he might just be running around. Like it's just yeah. it's a lot going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the, whoever you're playing, if you're playing Seattle or Arizona, J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones don't look like whoever South Dakota State's rolling out, right? That's true. I did see, and you and I are going to do a Trey Lance thing later, uh, future date. There are some plays at, at North Dakota State that are sacks in the NFL that turned into sweet plays for Trey Lance, you know? But that, that, that's every rookie, you know, right? Think of who was, who's been the for best sure. rookie like the last decade. I, I remember when rookie? I was in the league watching like camp, no, I'm just rookie quarterback, like Cam Newton, his rookie year was all over the map. I mean, Herbert. Jameis. I mean, all these guys. Wentz. Herbert probably been the best rookie. Oh, yeah, by, fa- by far. But they didn't win many games. No. It wasn't his fault, always. But to me, what they can't... Remember Wentz's rookie year? And when, like, you and me were bullish, when it, there was, like, sneaky, a decent amount of negativity, it was clear his traits were like, wow, this guy's really good. Mm-hmm. But they weren't... 
winning and losing. I think they went seven and nine that year. But I bet if you watched them, the seven and nine felt probably more like a five win team because they were kind of down like on the whole situation. But it was clear like this is going to translate if they can just figure it out. That's where the Niners don't really have time to go like this is going to translate because they need him to function. But he might need some time. It's just it's a very complicated situation. Because like the Jets, like they're just going to throw Zach Wilson out there. He's going to make a ton of mistakes. It won't even matter. Right. 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 But I bet in two years, if Zach Wilson's good, it'd be like that rookie year when I just got to learn. I, I Peyton Manning reached out week, week seven when I had 20 picks. He said, listen, Zach, it's going to be okay. And he'll be like, I, I started stacking all these thoughts and it, it helped me to this. Josh Allen. Trey will be like, yeah, I just sat on the sideline. Or, you know, I got my five snaps a game. It's, it is a different But five snaps just, can turn into 10 snaps pretty quick. True. So that's Jimmy's worst nightmare. He gets a little taste and he just like, whoa. Yeah. Well, he's which is a good thing for Kyle because he gave two net first. Well, I wish my worst nightmare was hanging out making 20 mil. <laughs> yeah. John, let's take a look at the Raiders schedule now. Here's what it looks like. They start on Monday night football. And you, you, uh, you were, we were texting the other, we were talking about the other day and you said, I think the Raiders are going to get Monday night football after the Rams got Sunday night football, new stadium. Ravens, awesome Monday night opponent. This is a really cool game. At the Steelers week two, a 10 a.m. game. The Dolphins week three. Uh, Monday night football again at the Chargers week four. So this is two Monday night games in the first month of the season for the Raiders. That's pretty cool. Um, Bears at Denver. Philly before the bye at the Giants. Kansas City Sunday night football week 10. That's an inflexible week. So that game is locked in. Then Cincy at Dallas, Washington at Kansas City. The Cleveland game on the road is TBD. Could end up on a Saturday there. Uh, week uh, 15, Denver, Indy, and uh, the Chargers. So that's the schedule. Well, the thing that really jumps out to me, Guy, is week one, Monday night, a lot of eyeballs, right? The hype of, of just opening weekend of the NFL is a big deal. And that Monday night game, especially now, smart move by ESPN, just – just go all in on one game. Yeah. Even though I never complain with the doubleheaders, but it always felt like they kind of s- split the baby. Like it was like two random games instead of just, this is a big boy game. When I say a big boy game, partly because the fucking Ravens, they've been, I bet if we look at the records the last three years, beside probably the Chiefs and maybe the Packers, there aren't teams with better records than the last three years. They've won a ton of games. Like the, the Raiders are not their equal. Now they struggle in the in the playoffs, the Ravens, even though I think they finally won a playoff game this year against Titans, but they are a powerhouse regular season game or team. Why? How do you prepare for Lamar Jackson? Like he just, he can do things that remember the Niners season when they were, they go into that game eight. No, they might have, maybe they were eight, nine and oh, maybe they had lost to Seattle, but I just remember being in Hawaii and the, it was a pouring rain mm-hmm. in Baltimore and you just can't prepare. You just run around like, and at the time, the Niners had the best defensive line in the league, and he still made them look foolish. Yeah. This is just a really tough matchup. Niners were 10-1 going into that game. The, the Raiders, I mean, the But couldn't you argue you've got to do that, to do it week one, to give yourself some time? Uh, totally, but my point is just, that's a tough, like, it could just, you might lose by a couple touchdowns and be a solid team. But the problem is, guy, the next week, you get a short week going to Pittsburgh. Like, you're going back-to-back teams that just won 11 games. Pittsburgh, I think, won 13. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this, these two teams go to the playoffs every year. That's a tough opening stretch. And Miami did beat them at the end of the last season. Now, granted, it was when they yanked Tua, put Fitzpatrick in, and hit those plays at the end of the game. But still, like, 
if we just went player for player on the roster, like Miami's roster and the Raiders roster, probably pretty close to equals, right? And you'd say right now, everyone's picking Brian Flores as a better coach than Gruden. And the Chargers, like, that's a winnable game, but that's just... The, you, we, we, everyone listen to this, you know, just AFC West, like when I watch them beside the Chiefs, like the Broncos, Raiders, and, and Chargers, they all play relatively close games against each other. Yeah, I think this is where for the Raiders, Gus Bradley, the, the first four weeks of the season, these are Gus Bradley games. I, I know the Raiders can score points. Okay? I, I know what, they can What do you score. say two and two would be a be – a, they would sign up for that right now? Yes. Yep. You would sign up for two and two. I, but – all right, here we go. Gus Bradley's had all offseason to prepare for Lamar Jackson now. What do you got? Monday Night Football. Because to me, if they play well in that game, it, and really, I mean, you could win that game 45-40. It doesn't matter. You find a way to win that game. It kind of feels it feels bigly. Mark Davis is going to come huge, out. It'd be a huge His win. first game that he's attended. I've been waiting for all you fans. John, I've been to that stadium. I did a UNLV game there uh, day after thanks, or two days after Thanksgiving. It's an awesome stadium. Like It's a really cool stadium. So I think the place is going to be I, – I, it looks to me like it could get loud there just based on – like the seats all feel kind of close to the stadium, to the uh, field. So I think it's going to look sweet. You're right. It's, and this is kind of like the Niners-Titans game. Just a weird, in a good way, unfamiliar – you don't get to see these two teams play each other that much. But I think this is the first four weeks of the season are about Gus Bradley. He gets Pittsburgh. He gets Miami. Okay. And then he gets the guy that he practiced against every week last year, Justin Herbert. So I, I think there's a lot here for him. I think it's about him. And if he gets fields week five, great. But it's about it. It's about him. I do not. I don't doubt. I think the Raiders offense can hang with the Ravens offense. I think the Raiders offense can hang with the Steelers or even the Chargers or the Dalton. Like the Raiders. This is Gus Bradley into the fire from the frying pan into the fire out of the jump and I think we'll feel pretty early like we got a handle on is the Raiders defense better this year because if it is okay you gotta now you can go make the playoffs go take a step finally I would say the Raiders defense that we've witnessed just over the last decade Lamar Jackson is 100% the last guy that they would ever want to face right (laughs) like yeah because they're so slow and they just never get like a guy like that's just a rough. If they beat Baltimore week one, probably the Chiefs when they beat the Chiefs last year, that was a big game. Right? I remember Gruden was mad. They were driving him around the parking lot and he was getting pissed. It would probably be a second biggest win since he came back as a Raider coach. Right. If I, I give him the Chiefs divisional game, that was a big deal at Arrowhead. But if you wanted to factor in like, you know, Corona, the game ended up not mattering like week one at home. Against a, in a packed house, when you factor in like business elements, like in Vegas, the buzz, obviously the Ravens, like people in Vegas gamble, like clearly they understand the Ravens. I bet their over under is like eleven and a half or eleven. That's it'd be it'd feel huge, would it not? I would say of all the Week One games we've talked about, if the Raiders beat the Ravens, the Browns feel, beating the Chiefs. But, but be, I'd say this: the Browns were in the playoffs last year and won a playoff game. It would feel big, but I'd say the Raiders haven't sniffed the playoffs since Gruden's been back. Yeah, it's semantics. I mean, we can nitpick it, but I that would feel massive. Like he just beat Lamar Jackson and did it at home in front of a crowd. Yeah, like the Vegas Knights went to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. Big deal. Was a big deal. Because to me, you lose that game, then all of a sudden it's like, oh my, must win at Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you could beat. When I say must win, I just Miami mean, you and know the Chargers what, you and be two and two, and then beat the but Bears. But you don't want to start. But you, 
but you don't want to start 0-2. No, especially against AFC playoff teams. Yeah. So the, that's where these games matter with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I, I would bet $10,000 that one of those two teams is a playoff team. But when you're playing them both, it'll be talked about like these two teams are going to be playoff teams. And more than likely, they both will be. So worst case scenario, you just split. You have a win over an AFC playoff game. Yeah. Because remember last year as we came down the stretch, Miami, Indy, all we kept talking about, like tiebreakers, tiebreakers. And then both those teams beat the Raiders. Well, look at the end of the Raiders schedule, John. Week 14 at Kansas City. Week 15 at Cleveland. Week 16, Denver. Week 17 at Indy. Week 18, the Chargers. That's pretty difficult. Well, Dubow tweeted out earlier today. And again, it's just on paper in May. Things change dramatically fast in the NFL. They have the toughest schedule on paper. And just based on honestly, guys, my eyes, my eyes never left the top half. That final stretch, I'd even throw in Washington. Guy, you're right. They They were a playoff team. They played the Cowboys Thanksgiving game. That's a big Thanksgiving game. (laughs) Those seven games to end the season. Then you're right. Oh, I didn't even know. John, Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's a a pretty big. All right. That's a pretty cool game. Guess we'll be streaming that's that a cool night. Game. Um, that's a cool game. That's a really cool game. At Dallas, Washington, Kansas, at Kansas City, at Cleveland. Okay, so there's three road games in four weeks. That's tough. Denver, at Indy, and the Chargers. I mean, these are, you know, especially that last stretch, take out the Dallas, Washington. Those are all now, that's all AFC games to finish the season. Last five weeks of the season are AFC games. Well, here, here's what I and know. Do you want, by the way, are you rooting for the Cleveland game to be moved to a Saturday so you're coming from Kansas City on a short week to go play the Browns? No. Here's, here's what I know 100%. If it comes out over the next month, they're like the Packers and Rodgers are an impasse. The, the, he told them it's never going to happen. And Denver is getting seriously involved. The Raiders just have to trade for him. Because if I told you that Aaron Rodgers ends up on the Broncos... <laughs> You look at this schedule dramatically different. Right? You're saying you as trade for Aaron Rodgers only as a block, but partly you just need Aaron Rodgers. But two, like you? you can't let. I mean, you could up. I mean, you could take him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you. I'm, but can you, you let Aaron Rodgers go to the Broncos? No. If I tell you he's on the Broncos, how hard does the schedule look? Really hard. I mean, the <laughs> Bengals game and the Giants games and the Philly game. It's about it. But I even say, see, I think you're underselling. Like the Giants have a good defense. They've been physical. Now it's coming off a bye. It's a road game in I, November. Could be really cold. It's in New York. That dangerous turf, right? Yeah. That's an interesting little stretch right there. Giants, Chiefs, Bengals. Like, you've got to probably win two or three of those, because assuming you're going to lose the Chiefs. Giants, Chiefs, Bengals. One thing NBC's kind of realized, Chiefs Raiders kind of alive again. Just the, they're, they're, when they play each other, the games are fun. Yeah, that first one Sunday night and the second one CBS, although 10 a.m., but could get moved. Or it doesn't have to be, I guess. Yeah, it could be like a spirit eaters. This is a really good schedule, like from an entertainment standpoint. Uh, I, so I if you buy, agree. if you bought Raiders, if you're a Vegas, if you're in Vegas, your home games are pitch. We already knew the games, but I'm just reading them back. Pittsburgh, Chargers, Broncos, Giants, Cowboys, Chiefs, Browns, Colts. You know what'll be interesting is like, what does that Cowboys game look like? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just read all the road games. I'm sorry. If you bought tickets, you get Ravens, Dolphins, <laughs> Bears. Eagles, Chiefs, obviously, Bengals, WFT, and Denver, and the Chargers. That's pretty good. You get the Ravens. The To me, their those road, first three home games. When you read the road schedule, I was like, damn, this is an unreal home. Their road schedule is sweet. It is. <laughs> You're talking from <laughs> when an When you read their road schedule, I was like, 
I the first thing I thought of like how many of these fans. What will be That's interesting is for Denver and Kansas City. Both of them have massive fan bases. That's a pretty cool game if you're those two fans. Like, do you try to go to Vegas? Which fans will be the least responsible in Vegas? Cincinnati Bengals fans? Are they the ones that... Yeah, they're they're irrelevant. No, no, no. But I'm I saying Bengals fans, are they the ones that will get, like, the attendance to barf ratio with Bengals fans could be really high? Or are they just old school drinkers not going to be phased? Yeah, I feel like I, a lot I of beer Bengals fans, and then they're going to get to Vegas and start drinking hard alcohol. They could be barfing all over the place on Sunday. I, I don't really just know if there's enough of them to really fat you would even notice. Like I, I'm thinking of a franchise with a lot, like so, like the Bears. I mean, don't you think there's a decent amount of Bears fans that live on the West Coast? They're like, you want to go to Vegas this weekend? Watch the Bears game? Yeah, wouldn't you? Like if me and you were from Chicago. And instead of doing being podcasters, we ran an insurance company in the Bay Area, and we were diehard Bears fans. We called it. How would we, we called not? it uh, uh, George Blanda Insurance. <laughs> Actually, I think Blanda might have had an insurance company. Wouldn't we go to that game? I mean, just go to the Vegas for the weekend. It'd be an easy one. That's where I do think they're going to get a lot of. We have not mentioned this because it's not really the time. It's going to be fascinating to watch the crowd, right? Because be Vegas people. It's going to be a lot of just flying. Yeah, do they the have rollers. a good home field advantage is what you're saying? Because I do think there's going to be a lot of road team fans because it's a destination city to like just take a couple of days to go get wasted and have a good time. Right. Hell, even like take your wife and your kids. Just go hang out. There's a lot of stuff to do in Vegas. Well, if you're a Chiefs fan, it's November. It's cold. You're like, let's, let me go to Vegas. I know it's the Raiders. Uh, I play them twice a year, but yeah, let's go do that. I think the Chiefs and and Denver Broncos are going to have a decent turnout. Do do them. Chargers fans go, or are they like I, I'm? I can go to L.A. I don't. To me, don't Raiders fans going to L.A. is a bigger deal in terms of taking yeah. away somebody's home field advantage. Well, I don't even think they have to go to L.A. They just live there, right? Oh yeah, with that and the Chargers tickets available. So, for shizzle, it's a good it's a good schedule. <laughs> you mentioned Chappelle earlier today. He's been on my mind. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It just, you just, I kind of want to just, hmm. I guess it's hard when you're in the podcast business. Like, I just want to go to a road game somewhere random. It's like, well, then you got to travel. And, you know, it's just, these are just consume everything from your house. <laughs> you got the best setup, you know. Keep, keep a good tab on it. Okay. Uh, any, any other things, um, other things, other things that stand out? Like, you know, we mentioned it earlier. The Fields game, potentially. When does Justin Fields play? Does he play right away? That's an interesting part of the schedule. We mentioned earlier, give me a reason to not like the Vikings. Joe on YouTube said the O-line is bad and their defense stinks. I mean, look, their defense was bad last year. And they what they do? What they go seven to nine with a bad O-line? And, a, and remember their corners had like a combined nine total starts in the NFL or something. Or maybe there was their whole defensive backfield was inexperienced. And it blew up on them, the, the uh, Yannick trade. And they still went seven to nine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Austin on YouTube says, we're breaking down NFL schedule four months before the season starts. Laughy emoji. You're damn right. And we would have done it five months ahead if they had done it five months ahead. Uh, RM says, Niners, some would say the Jacksonville game would be rough travel-wise. It is. Do you go Youngstown, John, for the uh, first week of the season? Detroit, Philly? Uh, I think, you, yeah, you prob- you're saying you just, once you play Detroit, you go Youngstown, then go to Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fern on uh, YouTube says, did you guys see Trey Lance wearing the LA hat? What y'all think about that? Question. I did see that too. Now, was he, was the hat image reversed? Cause the hat is just like a, 
like a cool, it's like, you know, a reverse logo hat or was that just cause he's on his phone and it reversed the logo on his hat? I, I didn't notice that. I'm not. The LA is backwards. Is that how the hat's made or is it just cause he's on his phone and the selfie camera flips the image? That's my question. That's what, that's what I think it is for the Santa Clara women's soccer team. Yeah, I didn't watch the video. What was that about? Just a chat? Does he know somebody there? I think it's reversed because he has a fitted hat on and he's the fo- the phone's looking. But it was a bl- the hat's black or like navy blue. Yeah, I mean they they have that. I've seen them wear that uh, uni, a darker uni, right? No, the Dodgers, the Dodgers don't have a dark hat. I'm just saying, like to me, there's a difference between him wearing a black hat. Is it was it like a black? Is it black? Yeah, it's kind of gray. It's kind of like charcoal yeah, gray. Like that's yeah. different than wearing just the Dodger blue blue hat. Which he could wear 100%. too, but I wouldn't care. But. Wait, here's my thing. He ain't fucking from the Bay Area. You don't... Steph Curry's a diehard Panther fan. This notion, again, all social media driven. He can wear whatever no hat he wants. Mad. Of course he can wear whatever No, he I know. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I hate Gabe Gabler. And they're incredible this year. They just won't stop winning. I know. It turns out Farhan knows what he's doing, John. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He is good. Farhan knows what he's doing. Um, other schedule notes, and I think we'll get as as uh, time goes on. Don't make the mistake of thinking this is the last time we'll talk about the schedules. Um, but a couple other things we we hit on the the primetime Browns games. We hit in the video about the Brady Patriot stuff. Um, the Tua Mac Jones game that could be a big one um, if it's Mac Jones. You know that's their conversation to have. I don't know. It's I'm, I don't know how much. I, what do you think about how much Mac Jones we're going to see right now? Do you have any feel for that? Well, I just if you look at it, the last guy in the world, even before Kyle, to ever, ever just put a guy out there until he kind of proves knowledge, understanding, practice is going to be Bill. Like Doesn't he, care that he drafted him 15th. Clearly, Belichick respects Cam, right? He yep. just respects his work ethic, just kind of what he brings to the table. Hell, I mean, just resigning him based off that season shows actually his respect level is probably even higher than I'm hyping up. Probably going to be a little more difficult than McCorkle. Now, where it could happen, if Cam's just bad in a game, I could just see him bringing in Mac in like the second half. And if Mac starts rolling, but I just doubt that Mac is a lock week. And then one Cam starter. starts ne- the next week. Yeah, I could just see him toying. Like he doesn't even, he's just trying to win every individual week. So if he thinks Mac's ready that week, he'll start him. If he's not, he'll bring him in. He'll just be open minded. But Mac, I, I would imagine reports. When the minicamp happens, mandatory with all the vets, Mac's running with the threes. It goes Cam, Stidham, Mac. Yeah. Just as a like, this is how we fucking do it here. Mm-hmm. And Max Saban. I mean, Mac's like, yeah, it was, you notice I used to be a three behind Jalen and, uh, and Tua. And then I won the national championship. I was talking to, uh, you know, I was talking to the other day was Tom Luganbill, who I love. And he was oh. telling me, he's like, you know, Mac. Because I was like, what do you think of Fields? We're just talking. He's like, well, Mac was supposed to go to Kentucky. He's like, I know for a fact when Alabama signed him, they just, they needed an arm. It wasn't even like, we need another quarterback for our football. They needed an arm. Nobody in a million years thought that guy was going to end up starting games for them when they signed him. Kentucky, John. That's where Mac Jones was headed. Now he's the 15th pick and going to play for Bill Belichick. Now, in fairness, Kentucky has like had a pretty good run under Stoops. Uh, uh, yeah, but if he had played at Kentucky, he wouldn't have been the 15th pick. What number do you think he goes? 215? It's a good question. Like if he's if he puts together a pretty good year, he probably goes top maybe fourth round, fifth but round. But see, that was the argument back to Kyle taking him at three. Put him in a different. Put him, everyone kept saying Iowa. Just put him in Kentucky's uniform. Put him at another SEC school. Iowa. 
It's always unfair because I. But but like C.J. Beathard, third round. Austin on YouTube says, "I thought Mac was supposed to be NFL ready." Yeah, exactly. Well, you can, maybe he does start. You got to be NFL ready. Was it a Dodger hat or just a Los Angeles hat? Same thing. Yeah. Steven says, if the Raiders go four and thirteen or five and twelve, you think Gruden can get fired? No. Do you think he can get fired? Four and twelve? No. You don't. But back to you. Do not need to adopt the local teams. No, but no, no one. I don't think anyone's actually mad. No one's. It's just a funny thing. Yeah. No, I know. They were mad when Colin wore a. What do you wear? A dolphin's hat. Yeah. Something like that. That was a little different. I think he was a starting quarterback. At yeah, the time. that's different. But he was living in Miami. D- d- does like Clay drink for free because he puts on an A's hat? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so come on. But it's but again, we're we're like this is this is what the internet does is you talk you like yell at somebody who doesn't exist, right? Yeah. I don't think you can wear that hat. It's like yeah. Blake Bortles, John. You think that's a bad sign? I don't think it's a good sign. <laughs> I don't know if it's anything, but it sure ain't nothing. That's right. You know? that's perfectly said. It sure because if you think about it, if you do need to pivot, you need a backup for Jordan Love, right? Slash a guy that if he has to start, he has to start. A backup for Pretty Jordan bad. Love, or you need a starting quarterback. I mean, you can't I wouldn't start love the, Bortles over Jordan Love. I would not feel good. Like, today's a happy day, I'd say, for the majority of franchises out there today. I do not think Packer fans are in a good place right now. Because they're like, Aaron, are you going to tweet anything? Like, are you going to say you're sorry? Are you going to fucking come out and say, hey, no big deal? Are you, are you going to mention anything? Or are you just going to stay quiet? That's what I'd be saying if I was a Packer fan. Like, when's this fucking guy going to say something? Is he going to talk? The, the category of people who keep talking about, like, Schefter as if he broke some rules, like, uh... Because he just said what he said on the draft night. It's like, guys, uh, uh, by now, if it was all fake, I think maybe Aaron would have weighed in on it. Hasn't. Likes Schefter, it. I, Schefter was pissed. I saw he uh, Instagrammed it. I, I, I retweeted it to my story. Like, because I think he's been taking a lot of heat. Yeah, I, I, not from me. Well, no, but I, 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 that's where I think you, you don't, I don't. But I think a lot of people underestimate how massive... Packer fan like they are everywhere and right now they're pissed off and they they can't blame Aaron what are they going to tweet at him like F you no they want him to come back they're taking it all out on Shefty when Shefty just broke the story and as Shefty said on his podcast which I just he just tweeted out the like the sound bites was people think that I'm just did it because it was draft day is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life I did it because it was a legit story like I'm not I, I think Shefty's credibility over his career, like he ain't just doing random things, right? No. It, 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 Clearly brewing. And then he got asked that uh, when Bob Baffert's feeding his, you know, horse steroids. And what did he say to Tariko? He's like, you know, shitty the situation. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, like, well, yeah. Hate the I love, gr- I love Green Bay, the city, the, you know. Because to me, here would be one. The moment the story went viral about him talking mad shit one, he wants the guy fired. Two, he's making fun of him. That would have been one where, like, Kevin Durant type player, who I think Aaron kind of is, would have just quoted a tweet, been like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. He hasn't done any of that. Now, maybe he likes it all just out there in the ether, because I probably would if I was him. But that would have been does. one if I, like, didn't have an issue with Gudekins. I'd be like, this is Why would you do far. this to your team and your teammates and your organization if this wasn't real? Why? One thing I read today was, like, he's told guys on his team. 
to like get together and all join forces. I'm like, that's not how the NFL works. What, like join play on another team? Yeah, like what Aaron Jones is like, uh, can I get out of my contract? I want to go. With, like, that's not how it works. Fellas, we're going to <laughs> where? Houston? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's everybody going? Denver? You think he's traded? Because it's not going away. I mean, look, I thought Tom was going back till he wasn't. So it's hard. It's really hard to imagine him being traded, though. Like, I, it is the curveball. If he's going to get traded, it feels like Denver would be the main team trying to get him. I do think the Raiders have to get involved if that's the case. Yeah. Yep. Part of this is how good is Jordan? Love? Part, like such a big part of this is, is Jordan Love any good? Is Jordan Love ready to be an NFL starter? Well, guy, I watched Devontae call and ask him that because he's doing the rounds. He's on, he's done like 18 million 10-minute interviews. Yeah, him and John Kuhn. <laughs> and they basically asked him, and he didn't really know. He's like, you know, I, honestly, I didn't really watch. He said, with the backups, I didn't really watch her. <laughs> I like the kid. But it wasn't like some ringing endorsement. Like, Devontae didn't go. Like, I thought he was really talented. Yeah. Like, he didn't say anything. Wait till you guys see him. The way the Chiefs were thinking about Mahomes. All right. Uh, for everybody on the stream... Hit that like Adios. button. Subscribe to the channel. We'll be back on Friday. YouTube and the pod mailbag. Um, it was fun, man. It's only just begun. <laughs> only just begun. Fun times. Let's get ready for the summer. Right into the fall. NFL season. We're rock and roll. All right, everybody. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.